This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey guys and gals, wanted to take a brief moment to tell you guys about the Bent Rods Bass Club charity event coming up. If you missed the episode with David Brook, if uh, you guys don't know David, he's part of the catch team pretty well known in the kayak fishing world and uh, he is holding a charity event through the bent rods bass club on banner marsh state fish and wildlife area in central illinois all the proceeds are going to go to the depression and suicide prevention crisis line for will and grundy counties This is something that is near and dear to him. It's not only for depression and suicide, but also those that struggle with addiction. Uh, Dave lost a daughter uh, due to an overdose. I lost a friend that uh, lost the good fight against uh, battle and addiction. And uh, I also lost an uncle due to suicide. So this can go to help prevent folks that we know and love from uh, losing their lives. So even if you guys can't participate in the event... Let's help out. It's $25 per angler. Uh, You can get signed up on Tourney X. Just go to Tourney X, search Bent Rods Charity Event. You should find it. Um, If you are going to participate, this includes boats, canoes, and or kayaks. So it's a catch photo release, three bass limit at 12 inches. Dave's got a ton of prizes uh, to raffle off and give away. Uh, this is just a great cause that means a lot to him and myself. So if you guys could help out, I know uh, a lot of you guys helped out for the charity event that Jackson Orr put on. So uh, let's keep showing the support for these great causes and these great charity events. Thank you so much. It means the world to all of us at Paddle and Finn. You're listening to The Real Down, your premier kayak tournament source bringing you recaps, epic guests, upcoming events. Here are your hosts, Brad Hicks and Sam Jones. Welcome back to The Real Down, everyone. We got an awesome episode lined up for you tonight. 
Brad Hicks is actually out uh, this evening. He is on uh, on a little vacay at the lake. So I've got the OG Brian Schiller with me tonight. How you doing, Brian? Good, man. Good. Good to be here. Yeah, man. Excited. This will be our second time recording this together, and uh, appreciate you filling in for Brad. Absolutely, while man. While he uh, takes some uh, much-needed time off. Heck yeah, man. So uh, I'm still not caught up from this weekend <laughs> at Table Rock. I'm in the same boat, dude. I, Me and you both, we both had it rough. Like, drove through yeah. the night. Uh, I got four and a half hours of pre-fishing. You got no pre-fishing. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was... It was a struggle, man, but I'm glad I went. Uh, I had a good time. Table Rock's always been a lake that I wanted to fish since I was a kid. So it was it was a good experience. And, you know, my name finally ended up on the list for once on this show. <laughs> yeah, man, you, uh, you, you did. You, you got your name scribed in there, and, and, and we'll talk about that here in just a minute. So awesome job there. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, my... My pre-fishing was setting up a tent at one o'clock in the morning before the <laughs> tournament. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, I finally got there at like twelve thirty in the afternoon, and of course, it that's right when it started raining. I remember I got mm. a message from uh, from Alan Reed, and he was like, "Hey, if you guys are going out, like there's a big storm rolling in." As I'm pulling up to the ramp, and then it just starts pouring. I'm like, "Are you kidding oh. me, dude? <laughs> like, oh. what the hell?" <laughs> but yeah, went we, out. We, we and... talked going into this one. It wasn't the most ideal conditions for either of us. No. And uh, and I will tell you, I I think I had tried quitting on this tournament half a dozen times leading up to it. And I'm super glad that uh, that I ended up going because it was an experience I won't forget. Lost, uh, learned uh, a few lessons, and um, you know I'm, I'm super glad that I went. So I'll be recapping some of that here in a blog that I'm working on right now. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to kind of get into some of these results and talk about this tournament. And uh, you know, our guest tonight is the winner, Mr. Troy Inky. So we'll be hearing from him just in a few moments. Heck yeah. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and get into uh, this week's results. Yeah. I guess so, we might as well start out with KBF Central Region Championship at Table Rock, eh? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's the path we're on, so let's uh, let's break it down. So Troy, Troy ended up with a two-day total of 170 and three-quarter. Second place, and that's the thing too, man. Like, this dude didn't just, like win he won uh second place had 156.75 inches and then third place michael sandlin 155 and a half and i remember i remember day one you like sent a message out you were like bro is this guy even fishing the same lake because what it what what it he had like 95 inches day one with yeah and and he won big bass of the day for 22 and a quarter uh on day one it was just something ungodly it was it was full-on domination of the field of the lake i mean he battled some pretty tough conditions 
Day one. Um, and just smoked the field. Day one, he had 94 and a half. And Gosh. second place after day one was Joshua Booth with 84 and a quarter. So this dude had a 10 and a quarter inch lead after day one. Well, when I sent you guys that message about is he even fishing the same lake, he had a 14-inch lead Yeah, at that point over second place. And over third place, it was like almost a 30-inch lead. Yeah. It was just something crazy. And you go, you go to day two, and I mean, and look, there are some big sticks in this field. Yeah. Like, not, a, not an easy field, and some locals, too. You go to day two... James Francis put up 93.50, which was phenomenal. Like comeback right there, um, that put him in 11th place. But you know, even on day two, Troy had a really solid limit at 76.25. You know, um, really tough conditions too. We had high winds that day. Yeah. Um, some areas of the lake saw some rain. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, impressive, impressive for sure. Yeah. I know, uh, I was fishing day. So day two, shout out to Jason Piskowski. I hope I'm saying Mm -hmm. his name right, but, uh, JP. Yeah. JP. Um, you know, my day one, I put up one fish. It was, it was pretty sad. Um, but day two uh i went with jay and uh he's like here man like you can go fish all the spots i fished yesterday and he had a pretty solid day one and uh he's like i'm gonna go hit all this other stuff i left for today and i was like okay cool and uh it was in the first hour i caught uh 20 and three quarter inch smallmouth that's my pb smallie finally broke 20 inches this year and uh hit a jig right on a rocky ledge and um it's funny man like uh i caught that fish and i had submitted it right away and i was like two minutes i think it was like two minutes left in the first hour and i was like man i probably should have waited and seen if somebody had a bigger bass and then submit it to the second hour because maybe i could win a big bass was the thought i had and then uh Gosh, I was like, I'm glad you didn't. I was like, whatever. I'm like, it is what it is. So I keep fishing, and then uh, I looked at my phone to see what time it was, and KBF had tagged me in a post, and I'm like, what? And I looked at it, and uh, it was like, yeah, Brian Schiller, golden hour, big bass, big bass so far of the tournament. And I was just like, well, that's kind of cool. And then uh, – I got off the water early because we were fishing the main lake points, and it was pretty nasty out there. It was like three-foot chop, two- to three-foot chop. And uh, we got off at, like, noon, and we went and had burritos because our bite just died. And uh, (laughs) I checked in with Todd Patrick, and uh, I was like, hey, man, I'm off the water. Um, Am I good to go home? And he's like, well, you're still in contention for big bass of the day. Um, as far as I know, before the results got turned off or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, you know, if I win, do I have to be there or what? Cause I had an eight and a half hour drive home and I had to work Monday morning. 
So he's like, let me check. And he's like, yeah, you can go. And then it was like 4 o'clock, my phone started blowing up. Mm-hmm. Todd Patrick messaging me, you texting me, Alan Reed, Dylan, uh, Richie Lockery. Like, all these people are like, bro, you won Big Bass of the Day and the Golden Hour. So there was a $600, yeah, $600 fish. So. It was cool, man. Like even, and that was funny. I put up a post today. I'm not one to do tournament recaps, but, um, you know, just like not giving up, like you talked about, and just keep keep going. You never know what could happen, and you know it happened. So, cool little yeah. story from Table Rock for me. Absolutely, I've got uh, I've got a pretty cool story I want to tell too, and 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 I'll wait because I want to put it in that blog, and it's kind of a long story because. It's really about three times that I almost quit on this event. And one time was before I ever even started. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, ended up uh, 15th in the tournament, which, yeah. you know, is, and, and I'll talk about this in this blog, is probably my most, the finish I'm most proud of out of all the tournaments I've ever done in sure. a boat, kayak, whatever. Um, and uh, I'll tell that story later on. But right now, let's focus on, you know, the guys who really got it done. Um, and we'll just finish this recap of this event here. We're going to talk to Troy here in a minute. But again, 170.75 inches for first place, just dominating the field. Justin Brewer coming in second with 156 inches and seven or 156.75 inches. Uh, Michael Sandlin. 155.50. Eric Siddiqui coming in fourth with 155.25. Very consistent both days, 77 inches. Um, and then in fifth place, Matthew Barnes with 154 inches um, and a half. And then shout out to Central Regional Angler of the Year. Yeah. As well. Um, you know, that was a uh, tight race. A, tight race going into this one um and it really kind of shook up there at the end um you know our good friend alan was was in the running there he had a tough event unfortunately dylan fuquay kind of in the running there as well um but uh ultimately it came down to richie mcmichael yeah taking taking the aoi so Going home with a uh, Yakima trailer, I think it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tight, tight race. I think Tyler Cole um, came in and was able to come in second in that. And then, you know, a couple guys tied for ninth. Yeah. This year. Couple. Couple, couple guys. Couple of goofy guys. Couple of goofy guys who are also in the running for uh, rookie of the year on the national level. Right. Uh, well, you know, I dropped a few spots. You came up a few spots. What can I say? Yeah. If I uh, yeah. hey, I tell you what, if I was going to share ninth place with anybody, I'd want it to be you, Sam Jones. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Couldn't agree more, man. Couldn't agree more. I really hope it is. Uh, you and me at the top of the rookie leaderboard this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, best man at lacrosse wins it, and I'll be happy for for, for you if you get it, and ecstatic if I get it. Side wager? Side wager? 
you know, I, Who, we might have to do that. Who's buying dinner? Might have to, yeah. Buying? All right. All right. I'm good with that. Okay. Dinner for uh, dinner for the uh, winner buys uh, the next man down dinner. Cool. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. Well, moving on. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Uh, Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail, Columbus Rumble on the River. Uh, that took place September 21st. Uh, this was a three fish limit, right? Uh, yeah. Alex Roberts took first with uh, 55 inches. Um, and then we had uh, Paul Worley with 50 and a quarter. And Dave Shar with 49 and a quarter. And then Big Bass went to Chris Hannigan with a 19-inch bass. Yeah, pretty pretty solid numbers there. I mean, for a three-fish tournament, um, yeah. the 50, 55. Yeah, he is, had like is an 18-inch 18, 18 average. Yeah, yeah, really stout there. And a river turning nonetheless. So now let's see. Yep, big smallies. Yep, absolutely. Looks like uh, they're fishing in some pretty clear water, shallow water there. Are you familiar with that stretch of river at all? No, I'm not. No clue. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to our next one, which was Oregon Kayak Bass Fishing Trail. Uh, they fished on Saturday as well on Tan Kitch. Tan Takanich. Uh, Takanich. Talkin there you go. Takanich Lake. Um, five fish limit tournament uh, there in Oregon. And we had 69 inches uh, for first and second place, tying with exactly 69. But uh, Gage took the win with the big fish between the two of them, which was 16 inches. And actually, I think that was the big bass of the tournament. Uh, pretty low turnout for this one. Only eight guys in this event. Um, you know, and then we had first and second at 69 inches. Third place was Matthew Burdick with 67. Um, so yeah, uh, first time we've covered an event out there in Oregon and it was looking forward to seeing what kind of results they put up there. Uh, 69 inches isn't too bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Single day tournament. Yeah, heck yeah, man. And then we jumped on the coast to the Yakabass Trail duel on the Delta. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a name that everyone will know. Greg Blanchard takes it with eighty nine and a quarter. But here's the best part: he won Big Bass with a twenty four and a half. Donkey. Yonk. <laughs> but uh, uh, I mean. We're gonna have to share the picture of this on paddle and fin. This thing yeah. is a straight up Stud. football. Yeah, like I mean, my goodness, the Just back fat. of it has to be hanging off the board by at least six inches. Like massive fish. Well, Greg only won by a quarter of an inch. Second place was Sheldon Gobi, or Gooby. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but 89 inches. Third place was Cody Chaveria, uh, 87 and three quarter inches. But yeah, yeah, that that bass that uh, that Blanchard put up, I mean, is just just ridiculous. 
mean, it's uh, it's insane how fat this fish is. Like, I don't know how much that thing weighed. I don't know. I'm guessing, like, it's got to be close to 10. Yeah. If not more. I mean, it's not super long. I mean, well, 24 inches is, is really long. But you know what I'm saying? For, like, its girth, it's yeah. just a huge, like... It looks like it swallowed a football. Yeah, it's got some shoulders, man. Like it's yeah. impressive. Heck yeah, man. So, but yeah, awesome for Greg. Uh, cool to see him at the top there. He not only can does he have a killer video uh, editing game, he also can catch fish in a tournament. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And then another big national event: Hobie Bass Open Series gunnersville yeah this was uh this was one i was definitely following uh as we were out there on table rock and uh you know the the guy who took first place here you you couldn't ask for anything better than that because you always love seeing the guys who put in the work yeah like yeah this cat puts in the work he's always out there competing he's always finishing at the top, his name's always in the conversation. You know, he's he's traveling the country, putting the miles on. I like seeing guys like that win tournaments, you know. Yes, sir. Um, love watching the underdogs get it as well. But, you know, this guy's always putting in the work. Josh Stewart, uh, a fellow Jackson teammate. What? What? Jackson team. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my Jackson teammate. What? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Congratulations no. on that, by the way. Thanks, brother. Just announced. Yeah, yeah. Just, just announced that this week. But, yeah, yeah, I know uh, over at JK, man, we were all kind of rooting for him. Uh, I kind of saw the chat blowing up as the day was going on. And, uh, yeah, everybody was rooting for Josh, man. And so cool. So cool to see him just be consistently at the top of the leaderboard and just yeah. just taking it home. I mean, I know Gunnersville isn't too far from where he lives, and I know he fishes down there quite a bit, Kentucky Lake, you know, uh, that that whole mecca down there. You know, he knows, like, the back of his hand, which is cool. Yeah, the TBA. Yeah, so very, yeah. very cool win. Uh, congrats to Josh for sure. Um, 178 inches, two-day total. Won it by three inches. He had a three-inch yep. lead. So, uh, second Owens. place, second place was Steve Owens with 175 and a half, and then one inch behind him was uh, Matthew Brannon with 174 and a half. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a lot of big names in that one as well, and an awesome, awesome turnout uh all together for that event but josh coming away with the win and like i said couldn't be couldn't be happier for him it's funny we were at the uh we were at the res, you know results and awards for table rock and afterwards we're all kind of sitting around and chatting and uh, we're sitting there with uh eric Siddiqui, and we're like hey did josh win you know it, it just all of a sudden all of us kind of got the same thought and he's like oh let me call him so he calls him up and Josh, Josh, like, basically tells him that he didn't, he blew it, he lost it. Like, Steve took the win, and we're all like, no way, no way, there's no way he blew it, you know. Josh doesn't blow it. And, uh, 
but he he kept it going for a couple of minutes and then finally he was like yeah i got it <laughs> so that's awesome and then everybody was like high-fiving you know todd patrick was like ready to chest bump everybody i think so <laughs> another shout out there too um speaking of todd patrick you know taking over mc duties for kbf um, yeah, that man. was announced here recently and i think table rock was really like that first showing for him and awesome job really did a great job uh there with the uh, awards ceremony and results and helping run that thing and then uh you know booth joshua booth putting yeah. on an an awesome event there as well so shout out to those guys yeah. uh if you're listening you did an amazing job and uh, look forward to more events with you guys hosting so yeah joshua booth richie lockery um trying to think who else Hillman's, Joe was there. I think Hillman's still with Moyak. I was talking about the Moyak guys, but yeah, okay. Joe Joe was there too. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I I would have to say out of all the events we fished on the trail this year, that was probably one of the more well run, more organized ones. And I'm not trying to yeah. knock anybody, but um, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the the partnership between KBF and Moyak and the KBF guys being there, the Moyak guys there helping out, um, it was it was just a great time. I enjoyed myself. So shout out to those guys. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I think at this point we better uh, move into a little commercial break, and yep. we'll be back with Mr. Troy Inky. Yeah, buddy. All right. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. All right, welcome back. We are live with Troy Inky champion regional champion of the central division hey. what's going on troy hey guys thanks so much for having me on love your podcast thanks man thanks we love so, you oh, man. It fills in the, those days when when we're not on the water i love listening to fish podcast so i appreciate you guys and all you do and helping out the, the sport and the future of the sport so Okay, How can I help you today? Want to talk about uh, Table Rock, huh? Yeah, buddy. I want to know where I went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but but first, let's talk about uh, let's talk about how you got into kayak fishing and uh, where you're from and all that good stuff, man. Well, I got into it just like everybody else. I started in uh, competition barbecue, right? So <laughs> uh, about uh, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago, I got into competition barbecue and. And did that for about a you know six eight years and as a weekend warrior you know going out and doing that thing and I and I've been fishing since I was a little kid and something was just calling me and saying come on man we gotta we let's, let's go fishing instead of doing this because if you've ever done any kind of competition barbecue or watched it on TV it's so subjective those judges if, if they don't like spicy or they don't like sweet and yours is either one or both they, they it could go either way whereas with a fish. It's either going to eat or it's not, right? Sure. So uh, it's it's a lot less. You get the human ele- element out of it uh, as much as you can, and and so anyway, uh, instead of spending my weekends trying to cater to a bunch of judges, I started to to, to fish and cater to a different set of judges, and 
I, lo- I love trying to figure out the puzzle, and that's what drew me into barbecue, and that's, that's I think, what has brought me back into fishing uh, more is trying to figure out that puzzle because every week all those variables are changing every day, every hour. Absolutely. And uh, as fishermen, we gotta we got to try to figure that out and, and put ourselves in a position to win. And so, uh, so about five, six years ago, uh, I started fishing the central, the, the Ozark division of the FLW, BFL, and Costa Series as a co-angler. And uh, my main goal in that was just to try to learn. And, and what got me on that path was, uh, I'll back up even further, is, was watching... Uh, know the Bassmaster lives and major league fishing and watching how those guys approach their day and, and watching you know every cast I'm just mesmerized some people can sit and watch golf all day I can't but I can watch fishing I can't take my eyes off of it That's awesome. so so I uh, I just uh, got into uh, the co-angling situation uh, I, I really highly suggest anybody that's getting started in competitive fishing if you've got a a BFL uh, league around you do it join that thing and get in there and learn and watch you know watch how those guys break down a lake uh, they've got eight hours to eight eight to nine hours on a saturday to fish those are usually one day events and you can see how they handle a boat how they you know get around the lake and what they do now in kayaks it's, it's quite a bit different because we have to pick a section of the lake and then pick a cove or a, a creek arm and then focus on that so but, but what I'm getting at is learning learning from those guys over the course of three years, entering some Bassmaster Opens as a co-angler, uh, Costa Series, those two-day events, watching how those guys uh, uh, approach their day was just critical to uh, what I'm able to do now. So let's, let's go back to about 20 months ago. I'm, uh, I'm fishing at Lake of the Ozarks, and I'm fishing behind a guy, and he is uh, my the pro that I picked for the day, we're on Lake of the Ozarks in the springtime, and he's bed fishing. So that pretty much sealed the deal for me. I was done as being a co-angler at that point because I had three casts I could make all day long. For eight hours, I could just make the same cast over and over again because he was fishing for bedfish, and that's part of the game. And for me, after doing what I've done for three years, I, I needed to be more in control. Uh, of, of my destiny and, and the money that I've spent, the time and all that kind of stuff. Because you get so hyped up for those tournaments, and then it's kind of a letdown when, when you have to have to be, you know, put in your place more or less. Uh, you're the back of the boat, and that's where you're going to go. You're not going to catch these bedfish because <laughs> that guy's locked on them all day. So I somehow stumbled across kayak fishing, uh, probably uh, you know kayak bassing, bass fishing TV or something like that, and I went on YouTube. And I was amazed at, at, the, at the community that was going on. And I started watching Greg Blanchard's videos. And then I found out that, you know what, kayak, these aren't your grandpa's kayaks anymore. <laughs> these aren't the ones that you're going to turtle on, you know, just leaning over a little bit. Right. And so my entire mindset changed. Hey, I can do this. Oh, and they make, they make them with pedals, and you can be hands-free and fish. Well, as a 48-year-old guy, that, that just rang true for me. So um, I went out and I bought a used slayer propel 10 uh off of a guy here in one of the local clubs that's another thing i had no idea there were local kayak clubs that fished competitively until i you know went out and did the research and lo and behold there's camo there's moyak there's orat i'm surrounded by all these clubs and i had no idea so immediately that that in my mind was like oh i've got a kinship with these guys already because i i tournament fish 
and I, you know, I love to fish, and I grew up fishing uh, Central Missouri, the Piney River, the Gasconade, the Ruby Doo, out of out of Paddle John. Uh, buddy of mine, Jimmy Brown, uh, taught me a lot about river fishing growing up, and, and my whole family fishes and hunts all the time. So, it, you know, that kind of a deal is what I grew up with, and uh, so I, I felt really at ease in the kayak right from the start. Even though I didn't win much money my first year, uh, it was a partial year last year. I just loved it and fell in love with it. And I, so I qualified uh, for the Kayak Bass Fishing National Championship through Camo last year. I won their championship on Bull Shoals at the end of the year and uh, was fortunate enough to, to room with a bunch of great guys uh, down at uh, Shreveport, Bossier City, Louisiana. I, I fished uh, areas and lakes I'd never fished before. and uh, It was just, it, it was quite a trip now i zeroed at the national championship but i had a blast <laughs> and I, i'll never forget the memories that i made down there so that brings me to your question was you know how did i get into it that's how i got into it uh where else do you want to go from here uh i mean that's that's a pretty pretty killer story <laughs> i had no idea like that was your background man I thought you were just yeah. one of the Missouri guys that had just been crushing it for a while. And <laughs> to know that you're only in it 20 months. And um, I thought you brought up a great point, though, like, you know, wanting to get into tournament fishing and fishing those BFLs just to learn. Um, mm -hmm. I, th I think that's a great, great suggestion, you know, uh, to yeah. fish it's with been, a really... bun bunch of different people, learn a bunch of different things and things of that nature. Right. And you meet some. Some people I met some people that I'm still friends with today. I mean, we communicate. Uh, you know, you spend eight hours with a complete stranger in a boat. You're on an island together. Sure. You better get along. Yeah. So <laughs> you've got to you've got to kind of you know, as a co angler, I learned you got to check your ego at the door. That guy's in control. You're not allowed to throw past the steering wheel of the boat, unless you know. And you're if you're going through a cove, you're not allowed to cast ahead of the guy. There are all these different rules that you know he's in control, but he can't tell you you cannot fish. Um, so you, you know, read up on your rules, but they're all pretty much the same. And you made, you made a lot of great guys. Nine out of 10 of the guys that I fished with were just incredible. I got to fish, uh, you know, as, and as a bonus, you get to fish with some legends. I got to fish with Dion Hibden. I got to fish with, um, oh, um, uh, Kevin Short out of Arkansas. I mean, Kevin Short's on major league fishing. I got to spend eight hours in the boat with him. That's <laughs> it cool. was amazing. So, and it's like, you know, it's not a guide trip because this guy's he's, he's competing against all those pros. And so you get to see how he makes his decisions, how much time he spends on a given spot. And some of them will talk and some of them will tell you, you know, their strategy and others are quiet. But uh, you can learn just by watching, uh, which is what we do when we watch those TV shows, right? So. Heck yeah. Sam, you got no audio, man. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm amazed at how similar our stories are, uh, Troy. You know, I, so I started tournament fishing at a very young age and and had a dream of being an FLW tour pro and and I did the the co angler things and local federation stuff and. Um, so I 100% agree with you. You know, I have people reach out to me all the time about how they get how to get started in the sport and stuff like that. And one of the first suggestions I always make is to to get in the back of the boat and don't go out to win. 
don't go out to compete at like a high level go out to learn drag a shaky head drag a drop shot all day one you'll catch fish and actually probably end up doing pretty well but two they're do nothing baits like you can literally just sit there drag them and watch and learn um you know Everything I know about spinnerbait and buzzbait fishing, I learned in one day with a pro. One yep. day, guy just taught me everything I know now that I use every time I go out. Um, and so I couldn't agree more with that. And there are so many other similarities from your story. You know, one of the last one of the last uh, events I fished from a boat was in Arizona. And I was stuck in the back just like you. I was sight fishing for 10-pounders all day, and I couldn't even cast, and he didn't care. And I understood he didn't care because he was in contention to win this championship and uh, was sight fishing for 10-pounders. So, right. um, yeah, so I came to a similar realization there. But, all right, so now that we know a little bit more about your background, let's get into this tournament right okay regional championship how did you qualify so the regional championship i qualified through uh i I started the year on the pro side and uh went down to texas to ohiv and zeroed uh then the next kbf event was mark twain i went up there and did poorly even after i I won last year uh the camel event of mark twain having never fished the lake before I just landed in the Magic Cove in the last two hours and crushed them on a chatterbait. But, um, this year, uh, I, I, did, I did get big bass uh, this year uh, at the Mark Twain event. And so uh, I qualified that way for, uh, I, think, I think you had to have two. I don't know, points-wise, I was, I was in the top 100, I think, going into um, this event on Table Rock. So I want to just go right into pre-fishing and all that. Yeah, yeah well, we'll get in. We'll get right into that. So you know, okay. table, table Rock's a massive lake, um, and uh, it can be. It's it's known as a pattern lake, right? You get out there, right. and you can quickly and easily pattern the fish, but the pattern changes on, you know, uh, the flip of a coin. Um, that's right. So knowing that, well, first off, let's start here. Have you fished table rock prior to this event? Are you familiar with it? Oh yeah. I, I grew up fishing, you know, all the Highland reservoirs here in Missouri and table rock is just, uh, 45 minutes. I can be on the water from my house. So my favorite, my favorite area to fish is Ants Creek. Uh, okay. but I like fishing that the Ants Creek area out of a bass boat because it's, it takes a while <laughs> in a kayak mm-hmm. to go four miles and it's a lot of main lake and stuff so uh but yeah quite familiar with it uh, one of the first tournaments i ever placed in was on table rock lake back in the 80s uh got second place i believe so uh, that, that cool. out of a bass boat and how many how many days of practice did you have leading into this event i took wednesday and thursday to pre-fish and i okay. fished with brian hillman and we went up the james river the first day and we found fish, but they, I didn't feel they were the quality that, that was needed to win. And I, there was just some uneasy, uneasy feeling about that area. I knew the James River was going to be crowded because it's very popular. Right. And uh, we, had, we, had, we had the weather coming, and, I didn't, and they, were, they were dropping the lake. I didn't know how all that was going to affect the bait fish. And 
And the, the area that we put in uh, up to James was just loaded with bait fish. And I don't do well with that because if a bass has got the choice between my lure and thousands of bait fish, uh, there's something that just spins me out about that. The watercolor was okay. good. We had about we had about 77 degree temperature, uh, I believe, at that time. Um, the you know the Wednesday and Thursday it was in the 90s and sunny. Uh, but I knew we were, that we were in for a temperature drop and a lot of wind and some clouds. So after doing the research, I found a spot uh, with the channel swing and the mouth of Clevenger uh, Cove over in the Long Creek area. Uh, it's near the top of the rock and uh, Big Cedar Lodge. And so uh, Thursday, I went by myself and launched at the 86 uh, public use area and, pad- and pedaled across the lake in Mahobe. And uh, got uh, got out on this little submerged point and threw a, a uh, three-quarter ounce football jig and immediately caught a 17-inch smallmouth. So I thought, oh, this is good. So I've got, uh, got a 17-inch on the board. I'm also in the monthly, so I love pre-fishing when I'm in monthlies. I hate pre-fishing when, I'm in, when, I'm, when there's nothing on the line because then you're like, these are wasted fish. <laughs> so... Uh, I keep I, I pick up whopper plopper and I start beating the bank with it and immediately start hooking up 17 inches and I'm thinking wow this is some good quality for table rock in the fall and so uh, I pull out to this little island and this island had some very large rocks on it on the west facing side and I threw it right up next to the rock and uh, twitched the plopper a couple times and caught a 20 incher. And I texted Brian, and I said, I know where I'm fishing Saturday. <laughs> and so um, that was All right, so slow down now. for a second. Hold on. <laughs> so you you twitched the plopper. Yeah. All right, so most people know yeah. you throw a plopper out, and you reel it in, and you get it at the right speed to make it plop and whop just the right way. But you said yeah. you twitched the plopper. So – Right. So let's break so that got, down a little got, bit. What size plopper are you using? Okay, this is the three and a half inch. I believe it's the ninety, and 90. it was the T one thousand color. And I put mm-hmm. pictures on my Insta and Facebook of the baits that I used. And so okay. when it, I I threw it out there and I treated it like a uh, a prop bait the first couple twitches, and they were just mm-hmm. annihilating it. And you know if if they didn't get it. After it splashed and the rings cleared, and they, if they didn't get it after I twitched it a couple times, they'd get it in the first three feet of the, of the pole. And so uh, that area of the lake had a really good uh, dingy, murky color to the water, which is really hard to find on Table Rock and, and near the main lake and near the dam area. Uh, normally, you can see in 15 feet of water on Table Rock. You know, it's just super gin clear. So. I look for channel swing banks, and I look for depth changes. Uh, Highland reservoirs are known for, you know, if you can find flats next to deep water, uh, you can usually find some good, uh, good-sized fish. And so after catching 84, 80, 84 inches in practice on Thursday, uh, I didn't fish at all on Friday. I took care of some errands, uh, got signed into the tournament, met the tournament uh, director on the KBS side, and... Um, went back to the house and got rigged up and, and ready to go very cool very cool so solid practice for sure yeah. uh, yep 70 and, uh, and 80 mid 80s uh, on the 
along Creekside. Awesome. So I fished way up the white. So I never okay. even saw because I didn't get to pre pre fish at all. I got in at one a.m. Well, a little before oh. one. I got my tent set up at one a.m. tournament morning. Uh, mm. So I never even got to see the main lake. And I, the guys I was talking to that were fishing out of the main lake, they were talking about being able to see 60 feet down. So you actually yeah. found some dingy water. What do you think was creating that dingier water in the area? Well, I found out on Sunday what may have been doing it. There was ski boats all over that cove, <laughs> all okay. over, you know. And they, Just... could have been, they could have been there Friday, and you know, or they could have been there the weekend prior too. So I don't know, but it was uh, – that combined with some wind a little bit of runoff from some rain I, i'm not sure but it was it was beautiful beautiful water awesome. green color all right so you take friday off you're feeling pretty good you know the lake you had a solid practice you've got some history here so yep. tournament morning it's beautiful so, morning great conditions yeah. i mean you got to be I, pumped up right yeah, I was I was feeling I, I felt eerily calm about the whole thing. I, I, it was you know that feeling that sometimes you get when you when you think when you're confident in what you're doing and you don't really care. I, I didn't really care how the day went because I I was I was catching such good fish the day or so prior and and I know you're right. Uh, Table Rock is fickle; it can it can turn on a dime. And so you know I did not know what to expect and just going out there and having a good time because at the end of the day that's what it's all about I, I'm an IT uh, guy and I'm messing with computers and on screens all week long and I, I use kayak fishing to unplug and just you know kind of chill out and if I win some money that's cool uh, it gets my wife uh, uh, off my back so to speak so <laughs> but, but she's she's an angel to let me go out and play in the water on the weekends uh, thank you Rebecca Leah and Elijah for letting daddy go play so but anyway, uh, so it's Saturday easier morning, when you come uh, back with hardware, huh? That's right. That's right. And about six grand. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I uh, I put in and uh, I I stay to the outer third of Clevenger because you know I in doing my research I watched back in 2015 when James Watson won in the fall in that area of the lake uh, and he was looking for oh, big okay. rocks. And uh, he was he was throwing that size plopper, and he was also throwing this little uh, uh, striking frog or some kind of a little a little frog. I tried that in practice, and I couldn't get comfortable with it, so I just kept the plopper tied on. And so I I limited out early, like 8:30 in the morning. I had 80 80 inches or so uh, on the plopper, and uh, I decided to go out deeper and look for some bigger fish. Try to do some upgrades, and uh, pulled out three quarter inch three-quarter ounce uh, football jig and uh, I went out to where that channel swing was out near the main lake near the three-mile marker and immediately hooked up with a 17-inch smallmouth so now I've got like 84 inches and it's nine-ish in the morning 930 9 30 something like that and I go another 20-30 feet out toward the main lake on the same uh, channel swing and I catch a 17-inch largemouth another upgrade so now I've got like 86 inches and I'm thinking, man, should I just pack it up? It's 86 inches on Table Rock in the fall. It's not too bad. <laughs> and uh, right. should I not burn through these fish? And, and meanwhile, the wind's blowing 20. I forgot to mention that. And uh, luckily, I'm on a south bank, and so the wind's blowing over the top of the 
of uh, the ridge over my head, but there are white caps out on the main lake uh, at this point. So I'm kind of in a sheltered area. If I keep kicking, I can stay in one spot. Okay, that's how uh, how much uh, current was coming down that channel mm-hmm. swing. <clears throat> so I find this uh, lone dead cedar tree sticking out of the water, and the base of it's in about 10 feet, and it drops off down into 30 feet. And I throw up next to it with the with the jig. I twitch it off the 10 feet, and it drops down into 30 feet, and that's where I catch uh, six and a half pounder, 22 and a quarter inch bat, uh, bass. And and I'm sitting there in the kayak with that thing in the net, going, "What just happened? This does not mm-hmm. happen in the fall on Table Rock in a kayak." So, with 20 mile an hour winds, you can't. This is the best thing ever. I'm just elated at this point. Did, so did you have a Michael Iaconelli moment? Like, did you scream? I, no, I didn't scream, but inside I was screaming. And there's nobody oh, around. That story would like have been way better there, if you would have screamed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so now I've got 94 plus inches. So it's pushing 11. Know. It's pushing 11 o'clock in the morning. So I, I, I'm very superstitious, and I'm, I'm jinxed half the time. So I load up, and I head back to the ramp, or back to the uh, check-in at Indian Point, and I wait until they let me sign in, and then I go home. <laughs> and I, I was having some uh, drive issues. Uh, my, my Hobie drive was messing up, so I ran up to our local kayak shop, OMTC, and Jason uh, took care of me, fixed it, and I was back in the game. Uh, I tried to make it to my tackle shop to get some more of those jigs, but they were closed for inventory. <laughs> so uh, I was out. I had I had two football jigs left for Sunday. I've got a 10-inch lead over both sides, both the KBS side and the Missouri State side, um, and I, I'm feeling good. So we get our identifiers written down the night before. Get you know food, water, all that stuff prepped to go. I get to bed about 8:30, 9 o'clock. Uh, good night's sleep. Get up the next morning. Head down to the lake, um, put in. There's a oh, another guy from our our uh, uh, club meets us meets me on the water, and he stays out of my way the rest of the day because he didn't know. He I, I told him, "Hey Simon, you found me." And he he said, "Hey, is that Troy?" He said, "Great job yesterday." He said, "I'll stay out of your way today." So, shout out to Simon Tappert. Thank you so much for for doing that. Uh, you know, I owe you one, man. Uh, hopefully, he can win one. And I'll stay out his way. Um, but anyway. Um, I, I fished for the first uh, probably two hours, and I didn't didn't have any any fish in the boat. And I'm thinking, oh man, they shut off. Uh, so I keep making my way out towards the main lake from the back of Clevenger, and I keep the um, keep the whopper tied on. And I, immediately I get an 18 incher at about nine o'clock, and then I get a 14 incher a few minutes later. So now I've got 32 inches. I decided to check the scoreboard to see where I'm at. So I checked the Missouri State side. I'm good there. I'm in the top ten, and I just need three more fish to make a limit. I checked the KBS side, and I'm at zero. I've got 94 from the day before, and I'm like, what is going on? So I checked my email. Sure enough, I've got an email that's uh, my first two fish were DQ'd because I wrote their identifier down wrong. So I am I am beside myself. Uh, I can't tell you how frustrated I am, how mad I am, all these emotions going through me about why we have to why do you have to write anything down at all ever why, why aren't we doing this with technology right we can surely solve this problem with technology to get the cheaters out of this game and that all this is going into my mind and then i'm thinking all oh, the guys are going to be railing on me because i didn't write a z down instead of a c 
you know, and all these emotions are going through me, and I, I just got to stop. Okay, it's 1030. I got four hours to go. I need five fish on the KPF side, and I need two more fish, three more fish on the Missouri State side. That's it. That's the game. These fish are here. They're feeding. They're big. They're bigger than average. Just keep keep throwing. Just, just go. And so the wind's blowing 30 on Sunday, and I have to stay on the southern shore to get out of the wind. And that limits me to three, I think, three coves where all I could make it in and out of safely. And in those three coves, I was able to get three more fish, two uh, 15s and a 14, I believe. So that gave me uh, about a 10-inch lead on the Missouri State side. I, I'm, I've got that wrapped up, so I can kind of relax now. I've got a limit on the Missouri State side, but I've only got two fish on the KBF side, 30 inches. Okay, I need three more fish. Now it's about... It's, uh, no, I need two more fish, uh, and it's about 1.30. And finally the wind dies down a little bit, and I look up and there's storm clouds coming. That's why the wind died down, <laughs> because there's a big storm brewing, and it's coming my, right my way. And I've got about an hour left to fish, and I need two more fish. Two more 15 inches gives me the state championship and the KBF Central Trail final championship. So I make it to the north shore. The wind has been crowding this, this shore for the last two days, pushing bait fish and it's milked, uh, murked up the water really well and I know there's going to be feeding fish there I can just feel it so I get there and about the time I get there the wind starts picking up again as as it does on in Missouri uh, it changes every 15 minutes it seems like so I, I'm cruising past this big willow tree I throw the whopper plopper out there I get it halfway back to the boat and an 18 inch erupts on it so that brings me back to even with the 18 inch that got knocked off my board by that stupid DQ mistake that that morning so that makes me feel good but i still got 14 inches left to go i got i'm at this point they've turned the leaderboard off so i have no idea somebody may have a 100 inch day so i'm just i just keep firing keep pedaling keep firing keep throwing that whopper plopper and with about 20 minutes left to go i'm fortunate enough to get a 14 incher and i'm finally able to relax but in my mind i can't fully relax because i don't know what's happened uh, in the last two hours that they've had the leaderboard turned off. So I'm still freaking out. I'm still beating myself up. So I can pack up, head back to the awards, and rest is history. I won both sides. Uh, they called my name, and it's been an amazing week. My Instagram's blown up. My Facebook's blown up. <laughs> I'm on podcasts talking to you guys about fishing, and I love it. I love this sport. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that day two, man. I mean, I... <laughs> Just, just the fact that you pushed through and like just kept kept grinding it out, looking for new ways. I mean, I think so many of us, you know, just like give up at that point. You know what I mean? We're in, and the right. fact that you had the mental mental game put together and and just drudged through and and made it happen. I mean, that's awesome, dude. What a what is it? What an Thanks. epic day two story. That's thank you uh, my mind's blown and i will say this so like day one and, and we mentioned this earlier as we were recapping all the tournaments for this week like sam had had messaged me at one point during the day and he was like is this guy even fishing the same lake bro because like you had 95 <laughs> inches or 90 what was it 90 some inches and everybody else yeah. was like 70s and low 80s and stuff like that and we were just like you know sam and i were both struggling out there we were fishing two completely different areas, but, um, 
Yeah, it was just. See, that's the, that's the way I felt on Table Rock in the spring when David Cruz won like with eighty nine inches, and I had seventy or eighty. I yeah, right. I think I had well, eighty. You know, I like, had eighty inches up the white in the spring, and I still lost by like nineteen inches. <laughs> to paint the picture a little better for the listeners. <laughs> So I didn't have practice, like I said. And I'm fishing way up the river because I felt like that was the area I had the best chance without practice. I, I fished for seven hours and never even saw a fish on the graph. Like, Ooh, yeah. and and I depend on that that graph. I mean, I use my Lawrence unit. It, it, I depend on it. Like, that's how I fish. I graph, and, and then I turn around and I fish it. I, I never grass. saw a fish. I never, Those, I never got yeah. a, a a tick. Nothing. Drop shot. Ned rig. Jig. Crankbait. You name it. I did it. Oh. And I fished a five mile stretch for seven hours and never <laughs> oh, got bit once. Like man. And oh. I, 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 I just, I could. I. You talked about at the very beginning. You were talking about the puzzle figuring out the puzzle and you like that piece of it, right? I never right. got the first piece to the puzzle. I never got that little oh. breadcrumb. That's what you're always looking for. That's how you start practice, right? You do your map study, right. then you go out there, you try and find that first little piece and then you play, I never found it, never found it. Yeah. And so I actually was heading back to the ramp, was gonna call it quits and I decided to fish a little bridge right next to the ramp and I got like a little tick. It was probably like a little bluegill or something. But I was like, okay, well, there's some bait. So I move up a little bit further, got a couple more little ticks, like bluegill on the drop shot. I was fishing it, you know, real shallow, kind of bringing it off the sledge. And then I saw the first sign of life. I saw the bait. And so then I cut across the, the river to where the channel swung across a, a bank and uh, threw up in there and bam, caught my first fish but there was only 45 minutes left there's only 45 oh. minutes left and then i catch my second fish and then i go on a little bit of a drought but i know there's fish in the area so i keep fishing it and then there there's like i don't know 15 minutes left in the tournament and i catch two more oh wow uh, um, so i got my four fish i'm like oh my gosh there's a chance <laughs> there's a chance that i will somehow salvage this day and, and uh was like a couple minutes left in the tournament and my lines chewed up because i'm fishing in the rocks i'm throwing a, a shaky head and i don't have time to retie and i throw up in there for number five big old thump set the hook get a couple reels in and she breaks off and i lose my fifth fish oh. Oh, but man. i mean two totally different stories we're on the same lake but you you're crushing it by nine o'clock you could have probably got off the water and yeah. you know i'm ready to get off the water with nothing with 45 minutes left in this tournament um day two ended up being a, a much better day for me in fact i think i was like sixth if you just looking at the day two results um, I was able to elaborate on that pattern in day two and then actually find something even better. I wish, gosh, I wish I would have had just one day of practice, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy as well. Like I put up 79 inches on day two, I think it was. And you, 
you had fish DQ'd, and yet you still <laughs> annihilated the field. Yeah, I I had to catch seven on the KBF side to to get my limit. <laughs> my limit was seven on Sunday. <laughs> I don't even know what because to say. Because I'm an idiot. I'll be triple checking those codes from now on, I guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what a bummer, man. But, I mean, at the same time, like I said, I mean, I think I think 80% of the kayak fishermen at that point would have been like, I'm done. Like, what's the point, you know? But, I uh, mean. With the, with the weather? It was, yeah, it was. I was almost there, man. Yeah, I well, like, I, I called it quits at like I think it was like twelve thirty noon, something like that, and just because I was fishing main lake points and and uh, yeah, the wind it was like it was like I was in a washing machine. It was it was pretty bad, mm-hmm. but um, perseverance pays off, my friend. I dig it. It does. It does. I hope I can continue uh, that uh, streak of of stay, staying in the mental game because that's a lot of it just staying in there yep. that you don't get all these variables weather and uh, other boats and people cutting you off and you just got to let all that slide those fish don't care about any of that stuff that's going on above the water they're there they're there to eat and you got to put something in front of their face come on tina eat the food that's what we got to do yeah. Keep, yeah keep that bait in front of their face it never fails. I, I I can't tell you how many of these conversations I've had, you know, in this pod on this podcast and then you know outside of this podcast, talking to guys, it never fails. You never hear a story where a guy says, Oh, I just went out and crushed them and it was an easy day and I got off and had pizza and checked in and won the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Like it just right. doesn't happen. You right. know, you had an awesome yeah. day one, right? Like it was easy breezy right. for the most part. But Every yeah. time when you talk to the guys that do well in these tournaments and they win these tournaments, they have to have gone through some type of adversity. And yep. one of the very first conversations me and Brian ever had was about this exact topic. And as I was a guest on this podcast for the first time, we were talking about that adversity. And it just it's it's still to me is the coolest part of these stories is uh you know what guys actually have to go through in order to get these wins and do well and what they persevere through and um you know it's uh it's pretty amazing to me so hats off to you my friend uh you 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 crushed it Uh, you dominated the field it was very very impressive and um i look forward to uh, another shot at table rock and i hope that you're competing because you are the guy to beat on Table Rock for me now, um, and it'll be, it'll be sweet just to be even close to you uh, on uh, on the leaderboard. I appreciate that. What we got to keep in mind is those fish don't care about our little scores. They, they don't. don't. It's not me against you. It's us against those fish. Let's figure that puzzle out and let's solve it, and let's stand on the podium one two. Let's do that. I agree, man. I I'll take third. Well said. I'll take third. I'm I'm fine with there. Okay. <laughs> hey, I will say thank you for not catching another giant fish on day two because that allowed me to win daily big bass day two. So nice work, yeah. brother. Nice work. I appreciate well, it. You took home one less zero than Troy, but yeah. you still. <laughs> hey, it's just a zero, bro. It's just a zero. It's just a zero. <laughs> right. Right. 
What's the value well, that, of zero? Nothing. Nothing. Hey, and that one fish is worth more than half of uh, the people that finished in the top ten. So right. I'll take it. I'll take it, man. Yeah. Well, hey, Troy, let's – so, you know, we've heard your story now. We've heard uh, this breakdown of Table Rock, which you did an awesome job really painting the picture for us there. Let's get into a couple last questions here because I want to be respectful of your time. I know you, uh, you've you been on the phone or on the web a lot tonight talking about this event. Um, but I do have a couple more questions for you. So the first one is – you know, what's that next event for you? What are you looking forward to this season? And will we see you in lacrosse? Well, uh, the next event is not a kayak derby. Uh, I'm going to go to Lake of the Ozarks in two weeks and fish the Big Bass Bash. Okay. Uh, listeners are not familiar with that. That's uh, you're trying to catch the biggest bass in the two days for like $100,000. And uh, they have hourly prize payouts. They have exact weight payouts. Uh, just a lot of fun get out there and fish you never know what could happen so uh there'll be about 2,000 anglers on lake of the ozarks saturday and sunday in about two weeks and i've done that with my uncle and my dad and uh some some other family members for the last oh five six years and it's it's a lot of fun very cool and then uh after that i'll look at the weather and i'll let the weather dictate <laughs> whether or not i'm going to drive up to lacrosse on the mississippi river in a body of water i've never fished before and uh, compete with all those sticks up there. So we'll see. Very interesting. Well, I hope you decide to uh, come up. I can understand weighing your options on that one, but uh, I think it's going to be a fun <laughs> event, and I would uh, I'd love to have the opportunity to fish with you once again and compete. Yeah. But uh, very cool. All right. So, you know, and I've asked every one of our guests this, and so you've probably heard this question. We are, we're at this point in the industry where we're seeing this massive growth and expansion, especially at the top here with these new trails popping up all over the place. Pro Tour uh, trail was just announced recently. Um, what's, uh, what's Troy getting excited about and what's Troy thinking about fishing in 2020? Well, I'm telling you, I, I really, uh, I really look forward to what Moyak has in store. I, this this trail that that we're on is growing and and uh, it's got a lot of energy behind it. A lot of good guys fishing uh, the Moyak series. So uh, if you're in Missouri and you're looking for a club to join, Moyak Club or MoyakFishingSeries.com. Check us out. Uh, looking forward to that. KBF uh, probably going to do uh, one or two KBFs next year. Uh, I haven't really looked at the schedule. I'm still in that planning phase. Um, I'm hearing some rumblings uh, about some other trails, and uh, I'll wait and see if those come to fruition. Hobie, there might be some uh, opportunities to fish a Hobie event or two next year. But man, I just want to go fishing every weekend. I, I just want to go. I don't care. I don't care what club, what trail, what whatever. Let's go fishing. That's what it. it's all about. Just uh, <laughs> just watch out for that goofy Richie Lockery character down there at Moyak. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Swimbait Richie, you gotta watch out. Yeah, <laughs> everybody knows him as Swimbait Richie. That's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, he's good for the sport, good for the club. We love having him on Moyak. Uh, you know, he's, he's been a, a big help to me, calming my nerves, uh, coaching me up. You know, he's a, he's a teacher at heart, and he he loves the sport. He's got a passion for it, and it shows. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. 
All right, Troy. Well, uh, you know, let's. Uh, you got anything else that you want to share or talk about this evening? Anyone you want to shout out, give a little love to? Uh, to all the guys at Moyak, uh, thanks to Bass Mogul for an amazing trophy. And, uh, uh, you know, thank you to Josh and Lalanya Booth for all they do for Moyak. Uh, they really uh, stepped up this year. Jo- you know, Josh fishes uh, the KBS side, and he just he runs the Moyak side just, just because he loves the sport and wants to see it grow. And he doesn't, you know, he fishes once in a while, but he's just there to help all of us have a good event. And I think that, that says volumes about his character and, uh, and about uh, what he's doing for the sport and trying to grow it here in Missouri. So hats off to Josh Booth and his family for all they're doing here. Um, uh, thank you to my wife and kids, Rebecca, Leah, and Elijah, and thewarriorsjourney.org. That's where I work and take care of computers all day. Uh, if you are a military member, family member, Blue Star family, uh, and you have someone that's in need of spiritual help on their journey, check out thewarriorsjourney.org. That's all I've got to say. Very cool, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out again this evening and uh, sharing your knowledge, sharing your win with us. Uh, absolutely. And, and, Look forward to talking to you in the future. Absolutely, man. Anytime you want to come back on, you got something coming up, man. We got an open-door policy here. So, uh, all right. I'm we still haven't closed that door on anybody yet. So, <laughs> but uh, well, you guys keep doing what you're doing. You, you, it's going to it's going to be great. You guys got a good future ahead of you. Just keep keep it up. Awesome. So there's a lot of us hungry listeners out there. But, you know, in between tournaments, we got to do something to keep our minds occupied because so that's all we're thinking about. We're all bass heads at heart, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> all right, Troy. Thank you so much, man. Uh, you have a wonderful yep. evening and uh, good luck down there at that big bass brawl and uh, <laughs> and uh, hopefully we see you up at lacrosse man all right man take care Thanks. thank you bye bye all right let's uh, head into another quick commercial break and we'll uh, we'll be back to discuss the upcoming events. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to run through some upcoming events coming to you this weekend. We got the last KBF Regional Championship down in Texas on Lake Fork. Ugh. On Lake Fork, two-day tournament. September 28th and 29th. Um, also, should got... we just go ahead and you know announce the winner of that too? I mean, is there for Texas? Yeah. Oh, Matt Scotch. Even... I mean, do they even need to have this event? Like, no. Okay, that's not fair. There are some really awesome sticks down there, and um, it's going to be competitive. But my goodness, it just it's yeah. hard to bet against. Yeah. Scotch. Yeah. Like. It's just you on know, fire. It, yeah. Unreal what he's doing down there. So that'll be cool to see, uh, you know, what what does shake down there. But my goodness. Next is uh, New York Kayak Bass Fishing Championship on Cayuga Lake. Yeah, buddy. That's a, uh, you know, a well-known fishery there. We've seen the, the bass guys there quite a bit. And that's another two-day event. That's going to be happening uh, out there, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing the results. Should be some big smallies, some mixed bags coming in. 
So uh, should be a good event. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, and then from there we go to uh, Cowan Lake out in Cincinnati. That's a lake uh, we all fished uh, back in July. That's where we had our last paddle and fin meetup. So I'll be interested to see uh, what kind of numbers come out of there. Uh, that's yeah, they already got like 30 guys signed up for that one. So good well, turnout a, already. That's a popular lake out there. I know that much. Um, that'll be a one-day tournament. And then uh, we got Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League Championship. That's a two-day event uh, down in Texas. And then uh, the Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series. Uh, They're having their two-day championship. That's up in uh, Prairie du Chien. That's where we had our Mississippi River event uh, for KBF. And then um, the one that I want to talk about, um, we had a special episode this past Sunday that uh, aired that I did, um, is the Crossroads Kayak Bass Team Classic. So you yes, got sir. Ten clubs sending their best five down to uh, Central Eastern Eastern Central Illinois. Um, to battle it out on Lake Newton or Newton Lake. Uh, so the best five in AOI points for the year uh, for each of these 10 clubs is heading down there to battle it out to see who is taking home the title of the best club in the Midwest. But, yeah, it's definitely going to be a huger, uh, one of the huger clubs. Uh, oh, still it out there right now. Yep, See, so. this is the kind of talk I was trying to get on that episode, and those guys kind of just, uh, yeah, they, yeah. they weren't going to well, say nothing. So, so had I, you know, I qualified for this event. Had I uh, been able to fish it, I didn't think, I never put it on my calendar as a possible possibility because I knew I wasn't going to be able to fish fit very many local events with the national stuff, but I ended up qualifying it. For it, but I just I couldn't work it into my work schedule. Had I qual or had I uh, you know been able to fish it and been on that show with you, I would have definitely talked some talk some, some smack. smack. Yeah, man, <laughs> you know, gotta have love for your for your home state. We've got we've got uh, Indiana kayak anglers, Syac, and uh, the grassroots gang um, all in that. All clubs supporting that and, uh, and playing a part in that, and so. You know, it's hard for me to decide who I want to root for more, whether it be IK or SIAC. Um, I, I can't really pick there, so I'm just going to say it's going to come down to a huger club, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Indiana bring home the trophy. I don't know, man. I mean, well, I will say this, that uh, IKA team, you got Jackson Orr. Uh, who's that other guy that's on there? Uh you got Mr. some Darlington. Yeah, Darlington. Steve. Yep. Uh, you got you got some sticks on there, but I know well, uh, KB KBL is uh, the one that organizes. Shout out to Alan Wiedemeyer. He put a lot of work into this thing, and uh, you know the one point he brought up was he's got ten guys from his club fishing in this tournament, not only in KBL but other clubs as well. 
But I know some of those guys are fishing through MKT. And I'm not going to lie, man. I, I didn't say this anywhere else. But I think they're the favorite. Mm-mm. Just saying. Yeah, they, just, they've got a couple guys, you just know. Just saying. They got a couple guys. I think this there's this dusty yacker guy or whatever is on <laughs> is on one of the teams, and he's okay. He's okay. Yeah. You know, he's he's done all right. Um, so there there are definitely some some big sticks, but yeah, just you know, I think Indiana's got it. So. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see we'll what see. happens. We'll see what we'll happens. We'll have some cool coverage. We'll have some cool coverage of this event. Um, I know. Yeah, we've got watch some our uh, watch our Facebook page, and uh, yeah, watch the it's Facebook good. page. There might be some episodes popping up this weekend, things of that nature. So just mm-hmm. just yeah, be on the lookout. Be, cool be on the lookout. Yep. yep. Just saying. So. MKD. <clears throat> But um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I will say this: I think the one guy that maybe not many people know about is Pooty Patrick Pooty Tharp, and that's uh, one of his one of his his lakes, man. So, but well, I grew but, up fishing it, and I'm gonna make a couple calls to some Indiana guys. Yeah, so, well, I will say this too: KBL holds some tournaments there every year, so. A lot of sure. those guys know that lake, so. Yeah, yeah. My money's on Jackson Orr. My money's on Jackson Orr. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I love the banner. I, I have a feeling we're both going to be wrong, and it'll be a Wisconsin team that just crushes it or something. <laughs> now that Bro, we've said something. They might as well stay home and eat some cheese. Ooh, ooh. Shots fired. They only know how to fish that Mississippi River and that Madison Chain area. They don't know nothing about fishing down here. <laughs> we shall see. So until next time, guys, tight lines, smooth paddling. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout-out to our show sponsors, Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at lovelandcanoe.com. Hammered Lures, our man Eric Richards, making some pretty epic baits. You can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com. Coyote Sunglasses, get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water. They float, they're polarized, all different styles to fit your pretty little face. Fish Mob Lures, my man Jay Randall, making buzz baits, spinner baits, you name it. He's got a whole array of things, and if he isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co., awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, Check out southernlakecompany.com. And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos, you name it, they got it. Go check out trccovers.com.